Hello, you guys. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Instinct. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are new here, hi, my name is Savannah and I am your host of Killer Instinct. Before we get started, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We post weekly on the podcast every Wednesday and then again every Thursday as well on YouTube and you are not going to want to miss it. Now, as you guys can tell by the title of today's episode, today we are talking about the shocking murder of Mariah Wilson. Now, this is a very recent case, and you guys may have seen it circulating throughout the news. And I always like to cover cases that are more recently circulating in the media for the reason being there is so much, you know, true crime news going on. And sometimes it is just simply hard to keep up with. So if I can come on here and explain to you guys a case that maybe you've seen in the news or seen on social media and want the full story, I want to do that. And this case, like I said, is a very shocking one. It is very crazy and it's extremely upsetting and sad because this was so preventable and did not need to happen. But I'm very interested to hear your thoughts. So with that being said, let's jump right on into it today. Anna Mariah Wilson, who also went by Mariah or Mo, as her close friends and family called her, was born on May 18th, 1996 in Littleton, New Hampshire. She was born to her parents, Eric and Karen Wilson, and growing up, she lived with her parents and her brother, Matthew, in the town of Kirby, Vermont. In 2014, Mariah graduated from Burke Mountain Academy and then went on to attend Dartmouth, where she graduated in 2019 with a BA in engineering. Now, growing up in Vermont, surrounded by nature and being outdoors all the time, as well as it just being in her blood, Mariah was very athletic. And like I said, it was in her blood. Her father was an Olympic skier and skied for the U.S. national ski team, while her aunt was a Nordic skier and also competed in the Olympics. It's rare enough to have one Olympic athlete in your family, but to have two in your family is extremely rare. So Mariah was raised in a family of athletes, and growing up, she really narrowed down her passions to cycling as well as skiing. Mariah was described as being a very likable person. It was said that she had a quiet confidence about her that drew people in, and when she wasn't busy cycling, Mariah was said to have enjoyed cooking, writing, and traveling. She loved game nights with her friends, and it was clear that she loved her friends, loved her family, loved nature, and loved cycling. So like I said, Mariah was gifted in many different sports. However, she did end up narrowing it down to cycling, specifically a type of cycling called gravel racing. Gravel racing is a category of cycling that's a mix of road cycling and mountain biking. Mariah was so talented that she had won 10 races in 2022 alone. One month before she was murdered, she actually won an 137-mile ride and ended up beating her second-place opponent by 25 minutes. Mariah was a very dedicated person, and she dedicated all of her time to cycling and ended up becoming so talented and so gifted in it that she was able to make it her full-time career. She was a professional, competitive 
cycler. Now, after college, Mariah did move back to Vermont, but because of cycling and going to so many different competitions, she was constantly traveling all over the country. And her constantly traveling and attending these events is what leads us to May of 2022, so just a couple months ago, when Mariah went to Austin, Texas to participate in a cycling event called Gravel Locos. Now, while Mariah was staying in Austin, she decided that she was going to stay with one of her friends who lived in the area. Now, this friend is named Caitlin Cash. The event that Mariah was going to be cycling in was on May 14th. However, Mariah decided to arrive a couple days early so that way she could give herself enough time to prepare for the event as well as just get comfortable and explore Austin a little bit. She obviously had some friends in the area, so she wanted to take advantage of the time that she was going to be there. That then leads us to May 11th of 2022. On the afternoon of May 11th, Mariah had texted her friend Caitlin, who was out of the house at this point, and she told Caitlin that she was going to be out for the afternoon and told her that she was going to go swimming and grab a bite to eat with a friend. Now, this friend is named Colin Strickland. Now, Colin is also a professional cyclist who lives in Austin, Texas. Colin and Mariah had known each other for a while, and it was reported that they had dated for about two weeks in the fall of 2021. So they were romantic at a certain point, however, it did not last long, and they decided to remain friends. Now, according to Colin, on May 11th, him and Mariah went swimming together at a local pool and then decided to go grab a bite to eat at a local burger joint. According to Colin, after they had dinner together, he then drove Mariah back to Caitlin's house on his motorcycle. He said that when they got back to Caitlin's, he didn't go inside, he just simply dropped Mariah off and he watched her walk into the house and didn't suspect anything to be wrong. Now, at this time, Caitlin was again not home. However, she did get a notification on her phone at 8.36 p.m. The notification was from one of those, you know, ring doorbell security systems, and it was telling Caitlin that her door had been unlocked at 8.36 p.m. Now, Caitlin didn't arrive home until around 9.45 p.m., and when she did, she walked into her apartment and found Mariah lying on the floor in a pool of blood. Caitlin quickly grabbed her phone and dialed 911, and first responders arrived to her home at 9.56 p.m. However, unfortunately, there was nothing that they could do for Mariah, and she was pronounced dead at the scene at 10.10 p.m. Do you ever fantasize about who you'd be if you lived somewhere different? Maybe you'd surf if you lived by the beach. Or maybe if you lived in the city, you would live above a coffee shop and finally be able to write that novel you've always dreamed of. Or if you had a dishwasher, maybe you'd actually be able to start cooking and make a proper dinner at home. With over 1 million available units for rent on Apartments.com, the you abilities are endless. Apartments.com lets you narrow down exactly what you want and when you want it. And with their instant alert, 
you'll never miss out on seeing what could be your new perfect place. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place to live, whether that's an apartment, a townhome, or even a house, and they can help you find exactly what it is that you're looking for. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mariah died from multiple gunshot wounds. Now, everyone was absolutely gutted to hear that Mariah died and absolutely shocked. Mariah was a very likable person and she was also known to just, you know, mind her business and stay in her own lane. She was very dedicated to her cycling career and really never let anyone or anything get in the way of that. And not only that, Mariah did not live in Austin. So at first, authorities thought that this could possibly have been a robbery gone wrong, considering Mariah didn't live there. So how personal of an attack could this have been? However, when authorities searched throughout Caitlin's home and realized that nothing was stolen, they put the pieces together pretty quickly that this had to have been a personal attack on Mariah. Now, luckily, a neighbor who lived right by Caitlin's home had security cameras. Now, the neighbor looked back at the footage, and when they did, they saw that when Mariah walked into her house at 8.36 p.m. and Colin drove off on his motorcycle, there was a dark-colored SUV that pulled up to Caitlin's house at only 8.37 p.m. so just one minute after Mariah went inside. Now like I mentioned earlier this was very very strange because Colin had said that when he dropped off Mariah there was nothing suspicious or out of the ordinary however when authorities got access to this neighbor's surveillance footage they presented the footage to Colin and asked him if he had seen this car in the area when he dropped Mariah off or if he recognized the car at all and to police's surprise he did in fact recognize this car and he told police that the car that he's seeing in the footage looked a lot like his girlfriend caitlin armstrong's jeep suv now let's talk about caitlin armstrong and colin strickland and their relationship for a second before we move any further now caitlin armstrong like i mentioned was colin's live-in girlfriend at the time of mariah's death Caitlin grew up in Lavanya, Michigan, and then went on to attend Schoolcraft College and Eastern Michigan University. Caitlin worked as a yoga instructor, and she was also a licensed realtor. Now, Colin and Caitlin had been dating for about three years. However, their relationship was very on and off. So they didn't date consecutively for those three years. They would have time periods where they would break up for a couple weeks and then get back together. So they weren't consecutively dating for three years. However, from start to where we ended up in May of 2022, it was three years. 
Now you might be confused because as I mentioned earlier, Mariah and Colin had gotten together for about two weeks in the fall of 2021. However, during that time, Colin and Caitlin were not dating anymore. So that was during one of the time periods that they were quote unquote off. Now, when it comes to Colin Strickland, he does not have the best reputation either. Colin has been defined by many people that know him as a player. It's been said that Colin is the type of person person who only cares about himself and is going to do whatever he has to do to get what he wants at the end of the day. And a good example of that is fall of 2021 when him and Mariah got together shortly after him and Caitlyn broke up. Now, after his two weeks of dating Mariah had ended and Colin and Caitlyn had gotten back together, it was said that Colin wasn't necessarily done with Mariah. He definitely strung both of these women along, and a friend of Mariah's stated that Mariah and Colin had met up on several occasions after the fall of 2021, and they met up for a brief, you know, rendezvous. However, obviously, Caitlin was not okay with this at all, and she would find out about these meetups that Colin and Mariah were having. And she even threatened Mariah at one point to stay away from Colin. However, Mariah was also getting mixed signals from Colin, and like I mentioned, it seemed as if Colin was just stringing these two women along. He wanted to have his cake and eat it too, and it seemed as if Caitlin was trying to do everything that she could to keep Mariah away from Colin. However, this didn't necessarily work because in January of 2022, after believing that Colin was done with Mariah for good, Caitlin learned again that him and Mariah were in contact. And when Caitlin learned this, she was furious, and she even told a friend that she wanted to kill Mariah. It's time to turn off the lights and turn on the dark. <laughs> This is Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Good evening, listener. I'm Steve Taylor, your host to a horror anthology podcast where we ask you to depart from your safe perception of reality to descend with us into the frightening depths and dark corners of twisted imaginations. With carefully curated original tales of terror each week, our deepest rooted fears are brought to the forefront by a diverse cast of voice talent and masterfully eerie sound design that bring these stories to life. We'll give you tales of unnerving encounters with the occult, harrowing hauntings, and sinister seances that show just how darkness knows no bounds. If you're like us here at Chilling Tales and enjoy feeling your stomach filling with dread as dastardly demons dance in your head, make sure to check out Chilling Tales for Dark Nights on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe now to always be the first to enjoy the horror show.
Now, Colin has stated from day one that despite the two-week relationship that he had with Mariah in fall of 2021, that everything after that had simply just been platonic and a business relationship. However, pretty much everyone else who knew Mariah and who knew Caitlin and Colin have said otherwise. And Mariah was definitely getting mixed signals from Colin as well. In January of 2022, she texted Colin saying, quote, Hey, so I would like to talk to you at some point. I had originally texted you on Friday, but it appears my texts aren't going through again. This weekend was strange for me, and I just want to know what's going on. If you just want to be friends, seems to be the case, then that's cool. But I'd like to talk about it because honestly, my mind has been going in circles and I don't know what to think. Unquote. Now, Colin did respond to that text and he texted her back saying, quote, Hey Mo, I feel very shitty for putting you in this position where you don't feel comfortable. Caitlin came along, dot, dot, dot. In hindsight, this was not a good idea. Unquote. So it's clear, no matter how you want to spin it, that there was an obvious love triangle going on. Now, like I said, Colin stated from the very beginning that his relationship with Mariah was strictly platonic after those two weeks. However, again, one could argue otherwise because Colin changed Mariah's contact in his phone so that Caitlin would not know when he was texting her. And along with that, he continuously deleted their text messages. So he was definitely hiding things from Caitlyn. He was hiding things from Mariah. On the day of the murder, after dropping Mariah off at Caitlyn's home, he even texted Caitlyn, telling her that he had been out dropping off flowers at a friend's house and that his phone had died. And that's why he hadn't texted her back and that he was on his way home and asked what she wanted for dinner that night. So I think you get the picture. However, little did Colin know that when he texted Caitlin that, Caitlin was already aware of the whole lie that he had put together and had pulled up to where Mariah was staying just one minute after Colin drove away. So now that we have the backstory, let's get back into the investigation. Now on May 12th, so just one day after the murder, Caitlin Armstrong was weirdly enough arrested on an unrelated arrest warrant. So this was nothing to do with Mariah's case and that's how police were really able to speak to her for the first time. Now, Caitlin adamantly denied that it was her car in the surveillance footage and she denied having anything to do with Mariah's death at all. It was said that when police brought up Mariah and Colin's relationship to Caitlin that she got very defensive and became very guarded. Now, shortly after police started questioning her, they actually learned that the arrest warrant that they had for Caitlin was not valid. So essentially, they had to let her go. So now we move on to the following day, May 13th. And on this day, Caitlin actually sold her Jeep Grand Cherokee car to a CarMax dealership for $12,000. So that's just one day after being questioned by the police and adamantly denying that this was her car. Now, despite the fact that police were adamant that Caitlin had the same car as the one in the surveillance footage, police also were able to collect some shell casings from the crime scene and learned that these shell casings were a match to the gun that Colin Strickland had gifted Caitlin just a couple months prior. 
So at that point, it was the smoking gun for police. They knew that Caitlin was the one responsible. They had the motive and they had enough evidence to make an arrest. However, by that point, it was too late. On May 14th, Caitlin was seen at the Austin International Bergstorm Airport in the early afternoon where she boarded a flight to Houston and then took a flight from Houston to New York. So now she was on the run. On the 17th of May, police issued a homicide warrant for Caitlin Armstrong. And if you remember when this happened a couple months ago, there was an absolute manhunt to find Caitlin. The media went crazy over this. The last picture that police had of her was on surveillance at the Austin airport where she was wearing white pants, a denim jacket, and a black face mask. Witnesses then say that she was seen on May 18th at the Newark airport and she used an alias to get a ticket. So the ticket was not under her name, which was how she was able to fly under the radar which is a crime, by the way, you can't do that. So because of that, she got another arrest warrant for unlawful flight to avoid prosecution, and that was issued on May 25th. But it didn't really matter at that point because she was off and police could not find her. There were posters everywhere. People were constantly looking. I remember keeping up with this case on social media, wondering if they were ever going to find her. And investigators got the U.S. Marshals involved, as well as Homeland Security investigations. And then after 43 days on the run, Caitlin Armstrong was found and arrested. And where she was found is probably going to shock you. Now, on June 29th, after 43 days on the run, Caitlin Armstrong was found in a hostel in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica. Now, it appeared to police that Caitlin definitely tried to reinvent herself and get back into being a yoga instructor of all things, which I might add is very, very ironic. I feel like yoga instructors are zen and very calm, collected. They're typically not murderers. However, that was her plan. She wanted to get back into being a yoga instructor in Costa Rica. And the way the police were able to locate Caitlin was they were given a confidential tip that informed police that Caitlin was out of the state of New York. They haven't really gone into detail about what that tip entailed or again, who that tip was from. However, after that, Homeland Security investigations got involved and learned that Caitlin had flown from the Newark airport to San Jose with a fraudulent passport. And the passport actually belonged to a friend of Caitlin's. So it's unclear whether or not this friend was complicit and knew that Caitlin took the passport or if Caitlin stole the passport. However, what we do know is that Caitlin completely tried to change her appearance. If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see how the before and afters are drastically different. Her once blonde hair was now a dark brown, and it appears as if she got some plastic surgery done to further alter her appearance. It appears that she had gotten a nose job, and I'm not going to speculate because I'm not a doctor, but I'm just looking at before and after pictures, and it also looks like she got some more Botox or filler in her face. Now, when Caitlin was arrested, she pled not guilty to first-degree murder, and the trial is set to start at the end of October. 
Now, if you're wondering where Colin has been in all of this, he has been pretty quiet. He hasn't said much, and because of that, people have ridiculed him a lot. And I understand it. I do understand it. However, at the end of the day, when we're looking at the bigger picture, he did not kill Mariah. But that, you guys, is the case of Mariah Wilson. And I'm very interested to hear what you guys have to say about it, what your thoughts are on this. Again, I know it was a little bit of a shorter case. However, like I mentioned, this case has been circulating in the media a lot lately, and I wanted to give you guys the information on it. That way, if you have seen it, you kind of have an understanding as to what's going on. But with that being said, you guys, that is all for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Killer Instinct. If you are new here, hi, my name is Savannah and I'm your host of Killer Instinct. Again, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly on the podcast every Wednesday and then again every Thursday on YouTube as well and you're not going to want to miss it. I'll be back next week with a brand new case for you guys and until then, stay safe. Bye guys.